0: So guys, if you're here for the first time, this is the Read and Rant, where we spend 20 to 30 minutes. Today, we'll spend closer to 10 to 15 minutes, but we spend 20 to 30 minutes reading through Scripture. And then we spend another 20 to 30 minutes reflecting on, this, on, on Scripture. Today, it'll be closer to 10 to 15 minutes. But I did want to just spend a few moments with you guys in the Word. And the purpose of our time is two parts. First, we're going to journey through the entire Bible. That's what we've been doing we've gone through the entire, well, actually initially we went through the entire New Testament and now we're going through the entire Old Testament, we went through the entire Old Testament and now we're going through the entire New Testament again. Uh, we didn't start recording the New Testament till probably, uh, what was it, Romans? I think it was in Romans. And so we're, we're going to finally have the entire Bible reading put together once we are uh, once we've read through the entire book of Acts. So we're slow burning this thing, right? We're just going to drip, 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 chapter by chapter. I know a few, a few more of our reading rants coming up. We'll, we'll be reading more chapters in our time, but we've been doing it chapter by chapter. And today we're just going to read. We're going to start with chapter six and then we're going to ask three questions as we read. So that's the first part. The first part is just read through the entire Bible. The third part is just to posture ourselves to receive from God. Um, this is a journey that we're all in together where we're learning how to just grow in our relationship with Jesus through the reading of the word, not simply through Bible study, but just spending time just sitting back and reflecting on the word. And that's why we call it the Read and Rant. We're just reading and we're reflecting, laying the Lord guide and lead the time that we spend together. Bible study is on Sundays, even though this Sunday we have our, um, our worship night, but Bible study is generally on Sundays. This Sunday, we won't be doing it, but in the future Sundays, join us in our Discord community where you get to participate with us in Bible study. And if you're on Patreon, you get to get it on demand. So you can go back and listen to the other Bible studies and take notes and all that good stuff. So we encourage you guys, prayerfully consider joining our Patreon community. Um, your support is what makes all this possible. And I'm truly grateful for all the patrons who have committed to support us. There's folks who've been here from the gate and I'm grateful for you all because it is your support that has opened doors for us to do all these other things, but we're gonna need more help as we continue to build moving forward, especially with all the things we have going on. We need your help and your support. So prayerfully consider supporting us as we uh, step into a new season to expand and to do more with the platform. So just prayerfully consider that. And if you can't support, it's perfectly fine. Just don't think that your $10 one support is no big deal. It is huge. And I know some of the patrons give much more than that. Um, But I'm just so grateful that you guys have supported us as we move forward. It is all your support that makes this possible. God has used you in order for us to get this mission moving forward through your generosity. And we're grateful for that. We're going to get started. Um, We're going to pray. And then we're just gonna ask God to lead and guide our time. So let's do it. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege that you've given us, Lord, to come together to read your word. Father, we ask in this moment that you would bless this time. Lord, guide us, lead us, speak to us today as we engage in your word. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us the means to come together from different parts of the world, Lord, to, Lord, spend time in your word. So, Father, bless this moment. Bless each and every one of us, wherever we are, as we read this, Father. Some of us may be reading this um, later, Lord, on Patreon. Some of us may be reading this later on um, our podcast. Lord, wherever we are, in whatever place we are, in whatever state we are, for them to meet us right there. we say that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's dig in, fam. Acts chapter 6, it says this. Now, in those days, when the number of disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists, because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned a multitude of disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit, and Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmen- Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. And the word of God spread, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great works and signs among the people. And there arose some from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen Cyrenians, Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia and Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke then they secretly induced men to say we've heard him speak blasphemous words against moses and god and they stirred up the people of the elders and the scribes and they came to him and seized him and brought him to the council they also set up false witness false witnesses, who said, This man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered to us. And all who sat in the council looking steadfastly at him saw his face as the face of an angel. Then the high priest said, Chapter seven, then the high priest said, are these things so? And he said, brethren and fathers, listen, the glory of God appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran and said to him, get out of your country from your relatives and come to the land that I will show you. Then he came out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran and from there, when his father was dead, he moved him to his land Sorry. And from there, when his father was dead, he moved him to this land in which you now dwell. And God gave him no inheritance in it, not even enough to set foot on. But even when Abraham had no child, he promised to give it to him for a possession and to his descendants after him. But God spoke in this way that his descendants would dwell in a foreign land and that they would bring them into bondage, and oppress them four hundred years. And the nation to whom they will be in bondage I will judge, said God. And after that, they shall come and serve me in this place. Then he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begot Isaac, and circumcised him on the eighth day, and Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt. But God was with him, and delivered him out of all his troubles, and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, and our fathers found no sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, He sent out our fathers first, and the second time Joseph was made known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to the Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and called his father Jacob and all his his relatives to him, 75 people. So Jacob went down to Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham bought for a sum of money from the sons of Hamor, the father of Shechem. But when the time of the promise drew near which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt till another king arose who did not know Joseph. This man dealt treacherously with our people and oppressed our forefathers, making them expose their babies so that they might not live. At this time, Joseph was born and was well-pleasing to God, and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. But when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. And Moses learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. Now, when he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel, And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian, for he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand, but they did not understand. And the next day he appeared to two of them as they were fighting and tried to reconcile them, saying, men, you are brethren, why do you wrong one another? But he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? Then at the same Moses fled and became the dweller in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. And when forty years had passed, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire in a bush in the wilderness of Mount Sinai. When Moses saw it, he marveled at his sight. And as he drew near to observe, the voice of the Lord came to him, saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and dared not look. Then the Lord said to him, Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. Then Moses, when they rejected, saying, Who made you ruler and a judge? Is the one God sent to be a ruler and a deliverer in the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush? He brought them out after he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness forty years. This is that Moses, who said to the children of Israel, The Lord your God will raise you up a prophet like me from your brethren, him you shall hear. This is he who was in the congregation of the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai, and with our fathers, the one who received the living oracles to give to us, whom our fathers would not obey, but rejected. And in their hearts, they turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, make us gods to go before us. As for this Moses, who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we did not know what has become of him. And they made a calf, though in those days, offered up sacrifices to the idol and rejoiced in the works of their own hands. Then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven as it is written in the book of prophets. Did you offer me slaughtered animals and sacrifices during the 40 years in the wilderness, O Israel? You also took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of the God of Remphan. Images which you made to worship, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. (laughs) Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he appointed, instructing Moses to make according to the pattern that he had seen, which our fathers, having received it in turn, also brought with Joshua into the land possessed by the Gentiles whom God drove out before the face of our fathers until the days of David, who found favor before God and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him a house. However, the Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands. As the prophet says, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me? said the Lord. Or what is the place of my rest? Has my hand not made these things? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. (laughs) As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the Just One, of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the direction of angels, and have not kept it. And when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of the Lord and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and said, Look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord, and they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of the young man of Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. The word of God. This is the account. This is the first public account of a Christian martyr. We don't know historically if anyone had died for the faith before this. But we know this out of the first recorded account in the scriptures of someone contending for the Christian faith and dying. If you've been with us for the Read and Rant and you journey with us through the entire Old Testament and you haven't listened to the Read and Rants, I would encourage you to go and do it. But if you ain't got time I hope you can make the time. But if you say, "Man, I don't know if I have the time to go and listen to all the readings," I mean, we'll make time. Give about an hour each. But if you want a quick synopsis, a quick overview of everything we read, or a good chunk of what we read, at least of the Old Testament, all you have to do is read Acts chapter seven. Acts chapter seven gives us what I would call a synopsis of the Old Testament. (laughs) I read this scripture and I'm stirred. I told you already, whenever I read Acts, I get all stirred up. I get all stirred up because I see what it looks like to move in the power of God. Moving in the power of God is not popular. It's impactful, but it's not popular tradition, politics, culture, moments in time that we see here, particularly in this moment, we see what happens when people are filled with the Holy Spirit and moved by the power of God. They disturb the status quo. The status quo that is apart from God The status quo that is focused more on the culture, more on the rhythms and habits of the time, what we deem valuable or important, like those those moments, regardless of what it looks like in that moment, gets completely disturbed when the gospel is preached. Because the gospel is one that draws us and brings us to submission to the authority and the lordship of Christ. Seven deacons are chosen. And among those seven deacons is one of them whose name is Stephen. And the scriptures tell us in Acts chapter 6 that Stephen is full of faith and power. Full of the Holy Spirit called to serve. I I always find this interesting that Stephen, who is written in, I mean, his name is inscribed in all eternity in the word of God. I mean, just think about that. Stephen is, for all the people who are a part of his church, Stephen is the one that stands out. And notice where Stephen starts. Stephen doesn't start at seminary. And then from seminary, Bible college, and then from that, he goes straight to the pulpit and preaches. That's not where Stephen starts. Stephen didn't start on a stage. Stephen started serving a table. One of the things I I find interesting is that today, many people want to quickly just run on stages, want to get on, you know, social media, kind of stand there and be in the public sphere. There are folks who I see even in the church, like like, and I'm not talking about just like on social media. I'm talking about even in my experience and growing up in church, there are folks who, when they feel called to ministry, what they really are is they feel called to a platform. They want a platform. But I've learned that the people who've made the greatest impact And the ones who God elevates are the ones who have postured themselves to serve. Stephen has been given a platform, but not before he had spent a significant amount of time called to serve tables the apostles were doing the work of god but then all of a sudden they had all these other tasks these administrative tasks these serving tasks and they had to devote themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word but they couldn't devote themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word because they had all these other things going and they said man we need to appoint people who are filled with the holy spirit who can do this other work and among them is stephen and stephen before he is given this incredible platform contending for the faith. This man knew his stuff. In chapter seven, he literally sit, I mean, he presents one of the, I mean, this is, when I say this man was gooning, this is, this is the sermon of sermons. I mean, we can like Peter's sermon. Peter's Peter's sermon is great in Acts chapter two, but this one right here, this man broke down the entire Old Testament and brought them to conviction in the message of Jesus Christ. Like, this man went through the scripture. He knew his Bible. And yet, his step into ministry was serving tables. I find that the way you find people who are qualified for ministry are not the ones who have capability. They're not the ones who, you know, they know their Bible inside and out. They're not the ones who have all of the charisma and swag, educated, and they just know how to communicate. They're not the ones who are just, you know, you know, you know the ones. Just because they got a nice voice and they can sing a good song, and they can, you know, they got the look and they have, as so as the look? They got all these things because they have all these things. We should put them on a stage and give them a platform. I find the most qualified people in ministry are the ones who don't pursue the platform, who simply just want to serve. They just want to serve. And I know some of us, y'all, y- 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 you know, you guys have all seen the people who are the big names, in you and you want to man. I want to be like them. And I've found, and I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of guys who have been given platforms. When you see where they've started, you know why they're where they are now. Because most of them didn't start with the aspiration of going on a big stage. Most of them started by simply serving. Cleaning tables, cleaning bathrooms, sweeping the floor. Serving people, helping others, not pursuing to get on the stage simply because the greatest among us are those who serve. Jesus taught us what leading actually looks like. I think we missed that. Like, what does it look like to lead? And what does it look like to lead with power? To lead with power is to serve. Like, it's not about, you know, me pushing my. My, my swag and my charisma and my education and my studies and all my training is to serve. And if we can't posture and position ourselves simply to serve, how will God entrust us with bigger platforms and bigger opportunities? So us the reason why we ain't getting nowhere in the ministry of God called us is because we have not yet postured and positioned ourselves to serve. We'll just sit on that for a minute. Because a lot of the folks that you see right now, I love, we got folks even on our social media. And we have folks in our Discord community where you see, I mean, they're growing in their influence. I love them. I love the influence that they're growing in. I love all that. And what I love about it is, is I've seen many of them behind the scenes. Is they're, they're quick to serve. An inclination to serve. I know when the Spirit of God is on somebody based on their posture of service. I get really, really, really nervous when folks come and they say, The first thing I want to do is, Man, I just feel like I'm called to do big things. Because a lot of people who are driven by platforms are really driven by their egos. But those who are driven to wash the feet of the people who are in the body of Christ, when you have been postured to wash their feet, ah, those are the greatest among us. And I say that because for some of us who have aspirations, maybe we got to sit back, we got to back up for a minute and say, hold on before chasing the platform. I should chase the floor. Before chasing the platform, I should chase serving the least of these, loving the brethren. Side note, that's just a quick side note. I got a couple minutes, so I just want to leave you with this. If you want, sorry, that was just a side rant. If you want, Quick synopsis of the Old Testament, just read Acts chapter 7. Stephen breaks down Acts chapter 7. Stephen has gone from serving the table, now being presented. And notice how he grows in influence and ministry because God's the one that's increasing him. It says Stephen was full of faith and power. You can't have power without faith. Side note. You can't move by the power of God and not have faith. And many of us, we want to see more to do more, but God's saying, no, believe more to do more. Another quick little side note, too many people are waiting to see to believe when God's like, you got to believe to see. Some of us don't believe anymore. The scriptures tell us that faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence not yet seen. And many of us, we don't operate by faith. Faith is not what moves us. Evidence is what moves us. Seeing is what moves us. Displays are what moves us. Can we believe? Can we be full of faith? For God who is faithful. Let's be full of faith because God is faithful. And in faith, by our measure of faith, The grace of God begins to move in and through us. And that's what allows us to see God do great things. You want to see God move in your life? Trust him. You want to see God make impact in your life? Trust him. You want to see God make impact through you? Trust him. Anyway. Stephen grows and grows. He's full of faith. And then they begin to see the impact that he's making. And the impact he's making is disturbing. The Hellenists is disturbing all the folks, all the traditional Jewish folks. And then they go to confront him. And the high priest says, are these things so? And then in chapter seven, he breaks down the entire Old Testament. Testament through Israel's eyes. <laughs> I love this because he's breaking the entire Old Testament down. He breaks down the patriarchs, then he goes to Moses. So he starts from Abraham, then he goes to Moses. He breaks down Moses and then he goes to Israel. And then it says in chapter, uh, in verse 37, he says, this Moses who you said who said to the children of Israel, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren, him you shall hear. He's breaking down the Old Testament saying that Israel's aspiration was for Christ. They may not have known it because Israel had their own picture, but what Israel truly needed was Christ. To wait for this prophet, this Messiah, the savior, course they couldn't wait and because they couldn't wait they had their own version of who he would be and they began to build idols and then in verse 41 it says and they made a calf in those days offering of sacrifices to the idol and rejoicing the works of their own hands it's funny how we have an inclination to serve the things we create rather than the creator we will build up idols for ourselves because idol worship is actually true, is actually self-worship. Idol worship is self glorification. What idol worship is, is I'm going to build something that serves me and many of us who put Jesus' name on stuff really are just serving idolatry. We put Jesus' name on politics. We put Jesus' name on religion. We put Jesus' name on culture and then we put or we create some kind of culture some kind of doctrine put Jesus' name on it but really, we're not serving Jesus. We're serving the doctrine that we created putting Jesus on it. We're serving the culture that we created but putting Jesus on it. We're serving the religion that we created and then put Jesus' His name on it. At the end of the day, we're actually worshiping the work made with our own hands. A lot of folks still think you need to go to church rather than realizing the church was never a location that you went to. When you go into the presence of God when God is everywhere folks will be will revere a, a a a cathedral and a sanctuary believing that this thing that we built this is where God comes we see the beauty of in there's beauty in that I'm not gonna say no that that, that there isn't something that that, that is, uh, to be revered and to be reminded of. And and even the things we create, be it architecture or be it spaces that they can communicate in a very powerful way, the eminence, the glory, the beauty of, of Jesus. It's not to say any of those things can't happen. The problem is, is when we make those things Jesus. But he said in verse 48, he said the most high, Does not dwell in temples made with hands. We did a whole Bible study on this. Go back and check it out on Patreon. Most high does not dwell in temples made with hands. And so now he starts with Israel. Up to this point, you've been, this is your journey. And this journey was to point to Christ. But notice over time, what has happened? He takes us to verse 51, and I'm done after this. He says, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. We've got to go back and look at what our fathers have done. He We did not learn from your fathers who were plagued by religion. Because all religion does is cover up. All religion does is serve me. At the end of the day, religion is just another means to serve our own pride. And he's saying, you did what your fathers, you are doing what your fathers have done, sorry. And just as your fathers did, so do you. You're more focused on the tradition and the things that you've created, believing somehow that the God still lives in this temple. You still believe that you have to come to this temple and that you have to follow all these rules because these rules are the ones that will save you. And he calls them a stiff necked. You may be circumcised in flesh, but you are not circumcised in heart. The circumcision was a, 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 a separation. The circumcision was to create a distinction between the children of Israel and the rest of the world. And he's saying, you've been distinct in your flesh, but you have not been distinct in your heart and you haven't been distinct in your ears. You do not get it. And notice what you're what your fathers did because they were so focused on religion because they were so focused on their own pride and they were so focused on doing their own thing. I mean, didn't you see what they did before is they built tabernacles and they put God's name on it. They built these other temples, but then they worshiped idols. Did you not notice that even when they were serving in the tabernacle, they were still serving the gods of Moloch, the gods of Rimmon? In verse forty, in verse forty-two, in verse forty-three, did you not notice that they were they were wishy-washy, worshiping the god, worshiping the goddess of their age and the spirit of their age, and not the spirit of God? They were doing the things that the culture celebrated, but not submitting entirely to God, because at the end of the day, they had this. Song. What, what do I? I call it a buffet style of worship. You know, the buffet style of worship, the one that says, I'm gonna pick and choose all the different things that work for me because God's supposed to work for me, not me for God. I'm sorry, I'm gonna get stirred up and I gotta go in like five minutes, or well, less than five minutes. And he's calling them out. He's calling them out on their tradition, because at the end of the day, the tradition was their pride. The tradition was we're going to cater our spirituality. We're going to cater our belief in God. We're going to cater all of it to ourselves. We're going to make it work for us. This is the age that we're in today. Where people will go to church and say, I'm going to follow Jesus, but at the same time, I'm going to follow a certain way of thinking because it aligns with my politics, even if it doesn't align with Jesus. You know what? I'm gonna follow these other spiritualities because these other spiritualities they, they tend to work for me, even though they don't align with Jesus. And I'll take the part of Jesus that I want, but I won't take the part that I don't want. That doesn't make that makes me uncomfortable. That doesn't fit me. That doesn't feel right. No, nah, that that part of Jesus, I'm gonna leave that part out. You know, the part where I have to actually lose my life to gain it. You know, not that part. No, 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 no. that part. You can leave that part. I need a buffet style. Wow. you got to give me a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I'm just going to amalgamate all these different things and put them together and create my own religion and my own spirituality. This is the pride of man to build a God that works for him. And then we get frustrated when that God doesn't work. So that God was never meant to work. Stephen died and was killed by people who are more fixated on the gods they created, not the true and living God. We're fixated on religion than actually getting to know God and have a relationship with him. And this is the conviction for each and every one of us who are here today. On what side are we? Are we on Stephen's side? Because Stephen broke down the entire Old Testament for them to remind them, guys, the purpose of this is to be reminded of how stiff-necked our fathers were. And here we are doing the same old thing. So fam, today, where are you? Do you find yourself doing the same old thing? I know this ain't fun. It's not fun for me to say it, but this is love. And for many they will suffer persecution by the culture. They will be martyrs if they stand for total and complete submission to Jesus. So today, who is your God? Have you learned from your fathers, you stiff-necked people? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I ask today, Lord, as we read your word today, Father, I... I ask, Lord, that you would uh, teach us to uh, submit our lives entirely to you. Lord, if there's some stiffness in our heart, some stiff-neckedness, sorry, some stiff-neckedness in our heart, Father, I just pray right now, Lord, that you would address it in us. Father, bless each and every one of us today, Lord, as we confront Lord Stephen's message, the message that he preached before he was martyred, Just to be fully submitted to you. Fully submitted in what you've called us to do, what you've called us to be. Will guide us and lead us today, Lord. Break us from the bonds of tradition and culture and religion. Draw us closer to the purity of your gospel. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Family, I will see you guys on Sunday on Discord, Discord.gg/OpenSphere, and also pray to be a patron. If you're not a patron, pray about it. Um, pray about it. See what the Lord says, and if the Lord leads you and. In- draws your heart towards supporting us, we would be grateful. Um, it's patreon.com slash Isaac Freyer, And also text us 954-231-1848. I will see you guys on Sunday if you can join us on our Discord live. If not, I will see you guys on <clears throat> I will see you guys on uh, on Monday for the read and rant. God bless you. See you.